because they're having a party in glory right now. The Bible said there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repents, over one. There's a whole, there's a party going on. And so certainly we're excited about the Lord today. I'm excited about the Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Thank God for those of you that are listening. Those that will be tuning in later, my prayers is that uh, something is said or that you receive, uh, extract from uh, the word, and your soul is blessed. Our Tuesday Bible class begins at 7 p.m. in this specific standard time. Uh, Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost, and on Sundays, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And certainly, uh, we believe the Word, and we believe the Bible is the Word of God, and, and, and the best way, the best way to face opposition is by obedience. You know, in order to be obedient, you must be faithful, you must be bold, you know, and so we believe the Word of God, therefore we are faithful and we are bold. 
most of all obedient to the word of God. You know, you can obey the word of God whether you understand some things or not. Obey God. Obey his word. And everything else will fall in place. That is his word. It will fall because his word is not going to go out and return unto him void. I, I pray and hope that, that you've had a good day, that you're having a good evening or you know, um, some is starting out, some is ending their time, some might be in the middle of their day. But wherever you are right now, wherever you find yourself, uh, my prayer is that is that you are blessed, uh, that you are mentally sound, that you're spiritually uh, uh, sound, you know, and that you will allow the Lord to bless you. On last Tuesday, we talked about, the. Uh, I just went to a high view of talking about the the, uh, the uh, Ezekiel, you know, to bring us up to a certain point. And we're going into the 37th chapter, and it was a reading assignment. So I, I, I pray and hope that everybody that, that, that heard that it was a reading assignment uh, read it, the 37th chapter. And if you know someone that is a member of Cornerstone that, that wasn't present, that if you were in communication with them, that you shared that information uh, with them uh, so that they could be on task as well. Uh, the 37th chapter, and we're gonna go right into the word of God. I, I endeavor not to be long this evening, uh, but uh, definitely we want the word and we want God to have his way. So with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening Lord, bless those that will uh, receive later. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch those that may not be feeling well in their body, that you would heal them. Lord God, those that may not be feeling well, it may be emotionally, it may be, uh, Lord God, spiritually, Lord, but you understand and know the need and you know how to cure everything. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord, those that are seeking employment, those that are uh, in school right now, those that are taking care of business, Lord God, occupying until you come. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, those that are faithful. Lord, stir up the mind of those that are not. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Those that have dedicated their lives, those that are rededicating their lives, that you would bless them, Lord God, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your word, in Jesus' name. Ezekiel 37, 37, just going to read a couple of verses here. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Let me read that again. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and sent me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo there they were 
very dry. The word dry has a few short definitions, and I think we all get and understand what dry is, but, uh, but all, all mean, you know, the few definitions that I've seen, and, and uh, you know, just to make sure I wasn't missing something, uh, they all, it all meant the same thing, that attention was needed. Uh, attention so that it would be interesting, meaningful, moist instead of dry. Now, I, I know you get that, and it's, but you know, sometimes you can have a conversation with someone and it, the conversation is not very interesting. It's, it's pretty dry. Uh, you can uh, be listening to something and it can be pretty dry. You know, even reading through the gene, genealogies, it, it takes some patience and it really takes something because some reading, even as we read through certain parts of the scripture, it's not as other parts. And so we can look at that and say that was pretty, I, I use the word laborious, but what you're really saying is that it was, uh, was kind of dry to read, just keep reading through the names. Some of your, uh, while you may be in school, some of your curriculum uh, may be dry. Maybe the teacher is doing their best uh, to make it as interesting as possible, but uh, even they themselves know that it is dry. Uh, some of the studies that I, I have to do and continue uh, because it's a requirement is dry. But, um, but someone has to get through it in order to accomplish the task that needs to be done. And so it you have to do your best to grab hold to what is interesting and what is meaningful uh, and, and add some more. You know, cornflakes or uh, Kellogg's cornflakes and, and bran flakes are, are not the only thing that need milk. Uh, Sometimes you need to put some milk into what you're doing. You know, I, I, I use that uh, phrase sometime that even in our praise and worship uh, that uh, Sometimes you look around and you observe someone needs to pour some milk on that praise because that praise is pretty dry. And it may be that they're struggling with something. But listen, we're talking about God who is uh, that can do all things. There, there's nothing impossible for him to do. And, and so uh, as we mature and as we learn, uh, we can press past some things and understand that uh, that, that we need to make the praise interesting. We need to make our worship meaningful. Or it, it, it lacks those things even to God. And therefore he does not and will not accept them. So let's do, uh, listen, I, I'm reminded in that, uh, that the Bible says that Cain and Abel offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. And uh, one was received and the other sacrifice was rejected. And the Lord told him, if you do well, if you don't do well, sin lies at your door. But if you do well, you will be accepted. And so when we uh, do well, not dry, uh, interesting, meaningful, it will be accepted by the Lord. Now, the Bible tells us that the hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel. And carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Ezekiel recognized that the Lord 
had touched him. Not only did the Lord touch him, but he took him away. Uh, uh, we could even, uh, now the Bible doesn't say this, but he said he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Uh, this could have been a, a uh, out-of-body experience, or it could have been a, another type of experience. Paul had an experience where they had stoned him, and they left him for dead. Now, some scholars, uh, some commentaries that I've read uh, feel that this is the time that uh, Paul had an out-of-body experience and saw some things that, uh, that were amazing and some things that he could not even uh, truly speak about afterwards. Nonetheless, uh, uh, the fact is, is that he had an experience and so did Ezekiel. So this is a common and some of you may have had a similar experience where the Lord has, uh, you went to bed at night and then you found yourself in another place, maybe ministering to someone, maybe part of a service, just there to be an encouragement, or, you know, or, or just found yourself out, uh, but it was in, within the will of God. And then you found yourself back within your body. Ezekiel said, and the, the spirit of the Lord, Carry me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which is full of bone. When God wants your attention, he will do the unexpected. God knows just what to do to grab and hold your attention. He showed Ezekiel a vision while he was chilling by the river. You know, when we first talked about that last week in the beginning, they in captivity, and, is, and Ezekiel is standing there uh, by the river, you know, glazing, gazing over it. You know, I don't know where his, uh, but the Lord showed him a vision at that moment. And uh, so God did what it took at that moment. What he wanted to and what he used to get his attention was a vision. Here, in this particular moment, the Lord touched him. The hand of the Lord was upon him. This is not uncommon by any means. Uh, for the Bible lets us know over in Daniel, the 10th chapter, about the 14th verse, uh, Daniel, a prayerful young man. Uh, you know, uh, he's a teenager in captivity. He's just a, uh, what some, you may even consider him as a child. But he's taken into captivity and over, and he never left his commitment unto the Lord. The Bible tells us that about the 14th verse of that 10th chapter, he said, now I am come to make thee understand. This is, uh, he has a visitor here. What shall befall thy people in the latter days? For yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and became dumb. Uh, it's so amazing how uh, when we read the scripture and people have encountered with the Lord and, and even uh, some of us that have had encounters uh, that it causes you to fold up. It causes you to kneel down. Uh, you don't stand there uh, gazing in the eyes or, uh, or even being overwhelmed by the anointing of God that you just so bold and strong that you could just stand there and it doesn't impact you in any kind of way. 
We've been in services where, where the Spirit of the Lord came in in such a way that all you could do was lift your hands and bow down and, and yield yourself unto the Lord. That, that was it. There was nothing else to be done. There was nothing else to be said except to yield unto the Lord. And this is what uh, uh, Daniel uh, did. He said, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. I was speechless. There was nothing. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me and I have retained no strength. I am weak. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, you ever found yourself with God bless you in such a way? And I'm not talking about materialism. I'm talking about in your spirit. Maybe the Lord sent a word that, that you needed at that moment. And you couldn't retain, you couldn't maintain your emotions. Uh, or maybe you as the minister was preaching the word of God. And you could not uh, you could not contain what was going on inside and you couldn't express it to everybody. But but the only way it came out was through the emotions of praise. And, uh, you know, and so uh, he said that I, I couldn't retain my strength. I was overwhelmed. For how can thy servant, the servant of my Lord, talk with this, my Lord, for as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, he strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Now, uh, Daniel felt zapped. So, uh, he had lost all his strength there, and he needed God to touch him in order uh, for this communication to continue. God had some things that he was showing Daniel about the future that we are quickly approaching. Pestilence, the love of many, waxing cold. You know, I was speaking with someone uh, they had a, uh, this morning, and they were talking about the things that everyone else is seeing on the news. You know, the, the hate crimes that we, we, we've seen uh, 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 with blacks, the hate crimes that we've seen against Asians, the hate crimes that we've seen, you know, in other uh, situations. Uh, the Bible says the love of many will wax cold. These are signs of the time. And it's not going to change because the word of God has claimed because sin, sin is at work. Now, in a place where there is no sin, then you don't have to worry. And we will not be concerned with those things because all things will be made new. But between now and then, we need to understand uh, the word of God and we need to reposition ourselves and keep ourselves in a position where we line up with the word of God. I was told that God doesn't touch anything he does not want. He doesn't touch anything he doesn't want. Uh, he doesn't send a word to anyone that he doesn't want to, to receive. Uh, God will not touch anything he does not want. The Bible tells us over in Judges uh, 16 and 28, 
It said, then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me. Please God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. They, Samson's eyes had been plucked out. Then Samson reached toward the two center uh, uh, pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. So, uh, Samson said, uh, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed more when he died than when he was alive. Now Samson's appeal was for the Lord to touch him. How about you? Have you asked the Lord to touch you? Lord, touch me, Lord. We used to sing a song, lay your hands on me, Jesus, I don't mind. You know, it's a congregation, and you know, I don't mind if you touch me, Lord. Lay your hands on me. I need you to touch me. Mighty God. Samson broke all the rules. Uh, now he's blind. He, he, he did all the things that, uh, um, all the things that he should not have done. Uh, he carrying on with, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm letting you go back and read it, the 16th chapter. Uh, you know, our judges, but the book of Judges, but Samson did some stuff. He was told not to do, and he did it anyway. Some of us was like that. We're told not to do it, and we did it anyway. Some of our children, uh, we're telling them, don't do that. And, and they're saying, well, I want to learn for myself. And we're trying to explain to them, uh, you know, don't, don't go there. Been there, done that. It, it's not going to end well. That's a slippery slope that, that has destruction at the end of it. it you ain't going to like it. Some of us would like Samson, the shenanigans that we put on. And we needed God to touch us. He was chained and imprisoned, made a spectacle in the eyes of his enemy, just like us, to look like, just like so many, to look like fools, being taken advantage of being used, being abused because of the hardness of heart, because of not listening to what the instructions, being told, don't go out with that person, but you did it anyway. Stop hanging around that individual, but you did it anyway. After a while, things were not well. Things broke up. Things went, became broken and damaged in so many different areas, and most of all, the relationship with God. Made a spectacle. Don't spend that. Don't hold on to that money. You're going to need that for later. But went on and spent it. Or gave it away to somebody that, that, that told you they had a plan, a quick fix for success. Let me tell you, uh, as many commercials that are out there, uh, you know, uh, especially when you're watching you on YouTube or something, and, and you got these commercials that, uh, there's one commercial that really cracked me up. The young man wakes up. His friend says, uh, get up. Get up. It's 8 o'clock. And, and he pops up and he said, oh, oh I, don't, I don't have to go to work. I, I, I'm selling stuff on Amazon. Well, Amazon, well, let's just put it this way. The stuff, if you are selling stuff on Amazon, it, it didn't wind up on a page by itself. Somebody had to place the place to make the placement of the product. 
Somebody had to come up with an idea. In other words, everything that there is has labor involved. If you're self-employed, you know better than what I, more than what I'm talking about, that it has labor, it's labor intense, and most likely you're working more hours than the person that is working uh, for a, an establishment because you have to build a clientele. There are so many things involved as well as budgeting, accounting, and you know, and the list goes, but listen, you don't wanna just give stuff away and you don't wanna just do things without thinking. Samson did stuff without thinking. Or, or if he thought about it, he dismissed it so easily. And you know, after a while, it becomes easy to dismiss things. But, but uh, soon he found himself in a very low state. He found himself captive, blinded, shaved, and you know, his, his strength was in his hair, and so they had shaved him, and you know, and by this time now, he's, he's praying to God and asking the Lord to, to help him and, you know, to give him the strength that is needed because his spirit itself had been broken. The strength of, Sam, of Samson had dried up and he knew it. He knew that he needed to be rehydrated by God. That's why he began to pray. Lord, uh, uh, touch me. Give me the strength. Restoration uh, is something that we ask, uh, that we need to ask the Lord to do, to restore the joy in us. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. His joy is our strength. Even when we're struggling, we can think about the goodness of God and you'll start to feel better. It don't mean that, that you won't shed a tear or two, but you'll, you'll hold on to God instead of letting go of his hand. You'll hold on and, and, and be strengthened. And after a while, that feeling, that emotion will, will start to pass because you, you've now changed your focus from that thing uh, to the strength and the joy of the Lord. And so Samson uh, was dried up and he knew it. And he knew that he needed rehydration from the Lord. How about you? Do you need to be rehydrated? Do, do you need the, you know, we, we grab some, uh, what do you call it, the uh, power aid, uh, Gatorade, and, and, you know, and all this different stuff. They were teasing me because I, I like drinking the, 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 the Coke, uh, <laughs> the Coke and coffee, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, give you that lift, that boost. You know, it's not the same as, as getting hydrated because, you know, you're looking for the electrolytes, you know, when you drink Powerade and all of those different things. But you understand what I'm saying. You want to be restored. You want that to be replenished. You want to get a refill. Don't walk around spiritually dehydrated. You want to be rehydrated. And the best rehydration that there is when it comes down to spirituality, it comes from God. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. The hand of the Lord was upon him. Oh, bless your Lord. The hand of the Lord. Tell the Lord in your own words, from the fruit, the fruit of your lips, Lord, touch me. Lord, I'm, I'm dried up. Is there some areas in your life that, that 
that needs to be rehydrated. You need to tell the Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. The Lord took Ezekiel on a spiritual journey and he saw a valley full of bones. He saw the end result of lies. So it seems. You know, as I was reading this, I, I felt in my spirit and, and, it, and it just really caught my attention that, uh, that uh, uh, they were not wasted lies. Yeah, it was a valley of dry bones. He, he saw, but these were not wasted lies. We'll get more into that. Ezekiel said, the Lord set him in the valley, which was full of bones. The Lord didn't just take him there and set him there. He was there for a reason. And he caused me to pass by them. In other words, he, he, took a, he had a good view. He had a good vision. He had a good ride to see it all. Behold, there were many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry, very dry. You know, you think about dry, you think about that crackling dryness. Think about, you know, that you step on it, it's just going, it's so brittle now because it's dry, it's just going to break. There's nothing, nothing to sustain or to support it because it's dry. You look at it, even a dog don't want it. You know, you give, give the dog a bone and they ready to run with it. But I, I think the, this, these bones were so dry that, that, that not, nobody wanted these bones. There was no moral, uh, there was nothing uh, of nutrients uh, because these bones were very dry. The Lord wanted him to have a complete understanding of the situation. Just like the Lord wants you and he wants me to have a thorough understanding of the situation. You, you see a quickening it's not a complete understanding. You, you know, how many services have you been in, uh, no matter what age you are, uh, what you've seen, or even have experienced for yourself, where you got the quitting, you got the hand clapping, foot stumping, tongue talking, holy walking church, but there was not an understanding. You felt a, a move, but you, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. The Bible said that uh, there's one situation where the children of Israel, they were, they were up and they were feeling the, 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 the enjoyment and stuff, but the Lord said, you're rejoicing. It's not good because there was no understanding. There was no obedience there. It, they were dry. They needed to be rehydrated. When God sends that quickening, he sends that for a particular reason. We need to hear what is being said. It's not just, it's not within the quickening. Ah, uh, what, what did the Lord tell, uh, what did uh, Saul uh, and, and uh, Samuel, obedience is better than sacrifice? Uh, uh, not interested in, in that, interested in the obedience, interested in, in, in being rehydrated. Lord, you touch me. Uh, I felt your power. I need to understand. I'm, the thing that makes a difference, thank you, Holy Ghost, is not the fact that you felt a quickening but you were obedient. Where's the obedience at? At the end of the service, at the end of the message. Oh, oh the preacher gave a good message. Oh, the Lord moved it, you know. And, and But what about your obedience? From that moment forth and you recognizing 
uh, God sending the rehydration, the revitalization uh, is for us to walk in obedience. A quickening is only the beginning. It's a taste of what you're to seek to seek after, and that is the rehydration. It is the hydration that was lost in the Garden of Eden when Adam lost his connection and dried up. Maybe you lost your connection. Maybe you're feeling a little dry right now. Maybe you, there's some area in life that is dried up. Maybe it's a prayer life that is dried up. Maybe it's a spending time in the word of God, consecrating unto him. Fasting has dried up. What is dried up in your life that needs to be rehydrated? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you certainly for your word. Lord God, it's only you can stand. Lord God, and we thank you for those that hear now and hear later. Lord Jesus, that their mind would be stirred, Lord, to seek after you. Lord, to do as Samson did and, and pray for you to touch and rehydrate their lives, Lord. Lord, I pray for those areas that have dried up uh, among many the faithfulness and attending service, Lord God, even online. Lord Jesus, the, the faithfulness uh, uh, that have dried up in so many areas, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know those areas as you know each individual. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch, Lord God, and that you would send the water. Lord Jesus, that you would touch, Lord God, revitalize, Lord, strengthen, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have not committed your life unto the Lord, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, or if you need to rededicate your life, I want to encourage you to do that. Bible tells us that baptism is for remission of sin. And you want the sins to be blotted out. You want everything that there is to be dealt with right now, not later. The Bible says some men's sins go before them and other men's sins come up after them. You want your sins to go before you, meaning that they've already dealt with. Pastor Carl has already dealt with that. Lord, I, I've dealt with that. Lord, they've been faithful. Lord, they, they, they repented of their sins. I'm vouching for them, Lord God. I'm giving you, I'm a witness of what has occurred, Lord. And so out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, because God himself is ministering spirits, the angels, and those that are, we count the Bible with a great cloud of witness will either say amen or nay. And I'm telling you, I'm not mine for anybody. And so <laughs> I, I, I mean that deep in my heart. We need to be faithful unto the Lord. We need to be committed to the Lord as as. We know what it is to be committed, and I'm going to stop right there. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name.